You're listening to the Real Estate of Things podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate of Things podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Elliott, and this is, it's bittersweet. This is my last episode of the Real Estate of Things, and I could not be happier uh, to have my good friend, uh, John Hornick here for the last episode. Thank you so much for carving out time to wrap up this wonderful journey with me. I can't, I can't believe it's coming to an end. This portion's coming to an end. There's a more journey that you will be on, I'm sure. It is absolutely my pleasure to be back on the podcast. Thank you, thank you. And you and I were catching up beforehand. And uh, I can't thank you enough for the eight years I've been in this space. You've been on the conference circuit with me throughout that time and at our office in Greenville a few times. And uh, you and uh, John Beecham, John Tesh, or Jeff Tesh, uh, but, but you have been uh, an incredible part of my professional and personal growth and absolutely a gentleman uh, from the very beginning. So it's not it's not lost on me that whenever I was a little nobody at this little Limon Capital shop, when we were doing a couple million a month back in the day, uh, that you were just nothing but kind and generous with your time. So I can't tell you how uh, how meaningful that's been to me over the years. And I, I so very much appreciate our friendship. And like you said, it's not over yet. It's the, it's it's the end of the beginning, not the beginning of the end. So just know that you're gonna you're gonna rock it back, and I can't wait to see what you do next. But uh, as far as the mentoring, my pleasure. Anytime you need anything, and that that goes for a lot of people in the space. That's that's what we have in the private lending space, that connection, which is which is awesome. It makes it so much more rewarding than just going to work and competing, uh, you know, for deals and execution. But that that's why this is such a special place. And, you know, I'm not sure there's a lot of young people in our space and a lot of people. This is your your first four, four way into your career, right? Your eight years you spent at Lima. Amazing shop. One of the top lenders in the space. But you don't know how good you had it. Because you haven't gone anywhere else where it's not like the glue that we all have with each other. But you'll find out and we will see you again. <laughs> For sure. No doubt. No doubt. You and I have uh, a summer dinner after I get done, done around the world. So uh, let's jump into it. You have exciting news here. For folks who don't know, uh, I, I, everybody in this space knows John Hornick. But if we have anybody listening in who's not in the space... Uh, give a quick background of you, private lender law, and then we're going to dive into the NPLA, the National Private Lender Association, and wrap up with some fun conference news. Uh, so give me the private lender law background. So uh, private lender law was wa- launched in 2009. It was launched to tailor uh, the private lending space. So what we saw is uh, the, the asset class mature. And with the maturation of the asset class itself, Wall Street discovering it, it needed more corporate lawyering to execute deals. So traditionally, a private lender would go to the guy down the street he's had a relationship with and close deals locally. We saw a need for a total approach to closing deals. So what does that mean? We give private lender law could provide regulatory advice on each of the states. It could execute loan closings in each of the states. It now does foreclosure, loss mitigation around the country, every state. So we're we're the one-stop shop for private lenders to come to, whether they're big or small, 
And the beauty part about being in the space is I started working with some of the biggest shops when they had two or three people. And, they, and, and you know, some of the people you mentioned, Jeff Tesh from RCN, John Dicho uh, from Torak, Erica Bromwich from Rock360, they were tiny companies. When we when, when when we started working together, and now they're these enormous co- companies, and we still work with them every day, day in and day out, and it's just been an awesome ride. So what we try to do, we built this na- national practice specifically tailored for private lenders, and uh, that's where that's where we live, and, and we love what we do. Everybody who works with us loves what they do, or, or you can't be here. It, you have to have the energy. Yeah, I love it. And that's uh, the energy comes through in the work that you do, right? It's, it's, um, there are no shortage of attorneys and law firms in this world, uh, but you and the crew are a real pleasure to work with. Uh, and from start to finish, like you said, really a comprehensive suite for folks in this space. Y'all handle everything. So if you're not working with John and the team, you should be. Uh, diving into, NPLA. So this is, as you and I were catching up, this is another thing that as I um, depart the space for a, we'll call it a, a temporary sabbatical, a voluntary I like sabbatical. that. That's a good way to call yeah. it. I like it. I'll be back. Uh, but I, uh, I guess I'm outgoing chair of the ethics committee. And it's been absolutely incredible to be a part of an organization that like really effectuates change. Whenever this started a few years ago, there's so many trade organizations and uh, we've been in the private lending space kind of tangentially tied to trade organizations that really focus on the big owner occupied space. Uh, but being able to get in at the ground level of a group whose sole focus is really the private lending, non-owner occupied investment lending space uh, has been great. Being able to, uh, I know you uh, other folks on the legislative committee have been able to really help push legislation one way or the other um, and guide legislators, inform them on impacts that might not be thought of uh, from a high level, uh, but massive impacts to investors and end buyers of these properties and end renters. Uh, so, so much work going on there, but you you recently acquired NPLA. So, let me start with uh, with the why, and then let's get into the what behind the MPLA. So um, let's go back to the formation of the MPLA. It was started by Leonard and Kathleen Rosen, and uh, it was to fill a void in the space. Um, there is no shortage of associations, as you said. What there were shortage was organizations that focus on advocacy for the space. Okay, They were always tied to conferences. So today, the NPLA is separate from the conference that it's involved with. Now, what it what it does is focus on education, educating all its members. We started the podcast with a mentorship concept that you thanked me for and other people in the space. And I hope you see from your involvement, that feeling is at the NPLA. It's about educating, sharing, and building relationships. And everybody, although they're competitors, are open and willing to share their advice in this environment. So that was what we wanted to create. The second part goes to the advocacy part. And we've been very successful in fighting legislation that would have damaged the private lending space. And, you know, in my other hat, I'm a mayor, as you know, in New Jersey, and I've been doing it for 16 years. And 
what, what I see is a lot of elected officials, especially on the state level, introduce legislation to appease and get headlines without thinking through the ramifications of what they're doing. The NPLA now monitors this nationwide, and we step in where necessary with astute comments that explains to the legislator from our view as experts in the area of what the legislation is going to do. So we've been successful in modifying and stopping legislation that would have crushed us. The, the latest example is Governor Murphy in New Jersey vetoed legislation that would have allowed a defaulted borrower to buy back their debt at 50 cents on the dollar at a foreclosure sale. Now, I, I had a personal conversation with the governor and his counsel, and I said, Governor Murphy, if you allow this, who is going to lend in New Jersey? Because no one's going to pay their lender back, and they're going to buy it back at 50 cents. On, it's, a, it's a great deal for them. And it, this passed the Assembly and the Senate, and it took us to step in and get it vetoed. We, we partnered with uh, auction.com. But that just the NPLA is so meaningful, and, and it's going to continue to grow. And it's not for everybody. It's not a um, what I'd call a, a sign-up organization. You can't just sign up and mail in. You got to get sponsored. You got to get approved. It's not the cheapest one on the block by any means. But once you're in and you contribute, it, it blows every other organization away. Yeah, it really does. And it's it's an organization of action. It, it, it truly is. You cited one uh, sort of meaningful piece that if it would have been signed into law, I would have leveraged everything to become a massive real estate investor in the state of New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. 50 cents on the dollar. It would just would have went up, right? That's That would have been a great disaster move. And And you know what it was called? The Community Wealth Preservation Act. So when I called the Speaker of the Assembly and the state senators I know, and I go, hey, do you know what you just did? And they go, what are you talking about? It's called the Community Wealth Preservation Act. I go, you have no idea. Did you read it before you voted for it? And they're like, uh, this is the way it works. But by the way, you'd be shocked. This is the way it works. It gets drafted by staff. They come up with a catchy name. And you know who's not going to sign up for the Community Wealth Preservation Act, right? Good stuff. No good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to your point, like if there is not, I'm not even saying an organization like the MPLA, but like if not for the MPLA, high chance this legislation signed in place and then a complete nightmare for this space. Uh, and so that's a really good uh, example to point to, to say, hey, this is not a, you know, send in your 250 bucks a year and get a newsletter in the mail. This is something that, you know, quarterly there are in-person meetings. It's not hopping on a Zoom. It is come out, get in this room with your peers in the space. Uh, talk about what are the issues in the space? How do we get better uh, on the ethics committee? It is how do we make sure that we're leading from the front, that the top folks in the space and folks that are growing and new shops that want to uh, align and have a voice in this space this is this is the spot to do it. This is these are the rooms where the conversations happen to help guide and lead from the front. You got it. You've been, you've been there firsthand to see. Now we're focusing since the acquisition of the NPLA more on education. So we rolled out six months 
of intense seminars. The, the, the newest one tomorrow, we had a first one with John Burns, with uh, expert at John Burns giving us their view on the economy and what this year is going to look like. And we have tomorrow housing market forecasts and economic outlook for 23. We have the head of housing research from Morgan Stanley on, and we also have Rick Sharga from Adam Data on. And they're going to be review, uh, interviewed by Eric Abramovich, one of the leaders in the space, in front of everybody. Now, we like this Zoom format, ask questions, learn, instead of a webinar where everybody sits there and it's like you're checking in and checking out. Participation is really important, but there is no organization putting that level of education out there. We got the, we have we have two a month for the next six months. Um, where the NPLA has really shined is during crisis. When people, when what's going on in the world and people are nervous and what we started doing these Zoom calls during the pandemic, my phone was ringing off the hook from all my clients and they all said the same thing. What are you hearing? What do you see? And it occurred to me, let's share this information. If it's valuable to you, it's valuable to everybody. And with, with Leonard Rosen's permission at the time, we opened it up and it's taken off. And I think the biggest ad is those calls and the, the, the insider's information that is being shared amongst the leaders in the space in this intimate, trusted format is the key to the NPLA. And it's going it's to continue to... We, we had 100% renewal this year, which I was a little nervous about when I did it, and we added. So there was the, everybody, which is amazing, in, in this type of recessionary environment. Yeah, that's incredible. And the yeah, the biweekly calls are a, a great glue and it is not it's not a sit there and pack away at work on one screen it, they are highly interactive and it's it's a real value add it is a true value add in a space where there's so much from a conference standpoint from a membership standpoint that you can rack up and and uh foot the bill for like this there is value here and every interaction everything y'all put on um, getting big ticket names like John Burns and others on, uh, it's, it's incredible. So we, so we, uh, we just floated out a new uh, membership. I think you know about this, this uh, affiliate membership. So it's, it's an online membership. It's limited to two years. It's at a lower price point. But the idea is for somebody who is not sure they want to fully join or contribute the time, but they could take a look into our world. And they have to join as a full member in two years because it's not open. It's, it's a feeder into the full membership. We hope people see the value and join, but it's not just a linger around. And, and so, so we just put that out there and we're getting a nice response on that too. So we, we, we have a really good system set up and an amazing team, an amazing team. And so I'm super excited about it. I love doing it. It's my passion project. I love it. Amy, Amy came and the team. Uh, absolutely spectacular. As uh, Peter and I, who are on the ethics committee, um, you know, Amy, Amy may, has made our lives, and I'll speak for myself. She's made my life absolutely easy. Uh, always making sure to, you know, prep me, make sure I have everything squared away, so there's no no point of failure. So she does an incredible job uh, guiding it day to day. She's great. I mean, she she puts she puts stuff in front of me, and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Like it's all like you, you really got to screw up after she gives, she briefs you and gives you directions. Like there's, 
It's nice to be prepared. This is true. How uh, before we switch gears, how do people learn more about the NPLA? Give me the website. That's a really good question. You could go to the NPLA.com, which is um, you could just go to that. Google Google the National Private Lenders Association, uh, NPLA.com, and uh, you'll see everything you want to know. And if anybody, you could reach out to me uh, either on social media or on LinkedIn, and I'll speak to you directly about it or uh, get you in touch with Amy Kane or Matt Rosen's involved with it. So there's a ton of information out there and it is so worthwhile to be on these calls and get the insider's view about what's going on, um, especially during these times. There are a lot of companies in our space who are struggling. Uh, some big names have gone out of business or, or at least pulling back from the market. And you gotta make the right decisions for your company during these tough times. How do you do that? You can't do it isolated. You need to do it with having discussions with other leaders of companies so they could share what they're doing and, and give their insights on what's happening in the market to survive. And we will all rise again, but you got to be there to rise again. And that's that's what the NPLA is about. So the NPLA is not the only big piece of exciting news for the for the Q4 for you. You had a very busy end of the year, by the way. It wasn't planned. It just all fell together at the same time. Bad timing for everything, but it all came together. Good, uh, good Christmas uh, for you. But talk to me about uh, the Pitbull. That's a conference that is another mainstay in the space. It happens a couple times a year. The next one is coming up in March. Yeah, it's March uh, twenty fourth. 25th and 26th in Key Biscayne, Florida. So uh, this is gearing up to be a monster conference. Monster. Um, so I'll go back. I, I credit the Pitbull Conference for my ability to um, uh, speak to the space. And for I've been uh, the keynote speaker there for over a decade. And I went three times a year, uh, even when I was a, a sole practitioner. And now, you know, now we got 50 people working here, but I credit it because it builds meaningful relationships that stick. I will tell you that every single relationship that of my longstanding clients have come from the Pitbull Conference, whether it's Jeff Tennyson, your CEO, whether it's Tesh from RCN, whether it's uh, Eric Abramovitz from Rock. All these people, every single one, John Beecham, JB, Torak, I met at a Pitbull conference somewhere along the way. And, and the funny thing is, it's not like, and I try to explain this to my son, it's not like you sit down and go, we're going to do work together. We're going to do business together. You start the relationship and you see each other three times a year. And eventually you start asking, why aren't we doing business together? And you just, you do a ton of business together and it's cool. So um, Leonard approached me, he turned, he was turning 70 and he said, look, I'm thinking of selling. And um, he, he knows my involvement. We work very closely. And I said, I'd like the opportunity to purchase it. Uh, but I want to be clear. I didn't want to be in the conference business. Um, I was, but if it was going up for sale, I had to be involved in it. So it was one of those. So I, I told, I told Leonard and he'll tell you. I said, my best case scenario, Leonard, if I could script it, is you keep working another 10 years and we leave things exactly the way they are. That he had different plans, which is cool. So we ended up um, bidding on it and getting it closed. Difficult deal to close, not an easy deal to close. A lot of personalities, a lot of uh, pride um, 
but the conference is going to be amazing. Uh, a lot of changes happening in it, um, necessary changes to grow it into the asset class with the way the asset class and the space and the interest of Wall Street have discovered. So uh, super, super excited. No, that's great. And I think about just your last couple of comments about growth and trajectory. It reminded me of, of Lima One and our firm where John Warren came in, built it from the ground up. And then at a certain point, uh, you know, it was time for him to move on to different things and um, enter Jeff Tennyson, who's just been another incredible uh, mentor. And, and at my relatively young age, great to be able to, uh, that's the biggest thing with Pitbull, with MPLA, because you and I met through Pitbull. There's another, right? Yeah, is that being able to have access to the greatest minds in this space and people who have, you know, we'll pick on Jeff. Jeff's twice my age. He's been in this space as long as I've been alive. And so to be able to have access to him at the firm and through the conference and other folks, Beecham, go down the line, uh, is such a value add. And it's everybody in this space knows about Pitbull. And if you're not going to this conference, you have to. And you, you really eloquently laid out the general progression of how these relationships develop. It's just a lot of really good humans who are in this same space and share that tie. And you want to do good people want to do business with good people. And we like each other. We like, I look forward to seeing you. Remember the last, last time we were in uh, Vegas, I saw you at the mall. It was like a big, yep. big hug, pictures together. It was like, we're, it's like seeing family. Like every, every, you know, at three times a year, we all travel to a city. So um, the Pitbull conference is going to have, uh, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of changes, especially this year. So uh, we're focused on three pillars. The first is networking. If you come to a Pitbull conference, you're going to get deals. You're going to do business. It's a priority for me. So we're focused on bringing the people together to do the deals. The second is education. We have John Burns speaking for an hour on the economy. And then we just ha- we're going to announce our celebrity guest, which I'll, I'll tell you right now because of the time this adds. Uh, Harry Mar- Markalopis, who was the investigator who figured out the Madoff fraud in 2000, eight years before the SEC got caught. So he's coming in to speak about the Madoff case and how he discovered the fraud, the Ponzi scheme, and then 30 minutes on the private lending space and frauds and things we need to look for. So that's somebody that uh, I was interested in. Uh, We got him because I was watching the new Netflix special. I saw him on and I'm like, that's the guy I want. And that's, and that's who we're bringing in. So he's coming in. Tons of networking sessions. We're bringing tons of events that everybody, when you leave a pit bull, you're going to have business, friends, and you're going to be excited. So the last pillar is entertainment. We wouldn't be a pit bull conference without being entertained. So we're going to entertain you too. So super excited about it. Yeah, that's great. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to be halfway across the world when this conference is going on, and I hate it when you told me the keynote speaker. I've I've been aware of him for years, and listening to him speak, you know, and, and listening him to him lay out how he came across the realization, and like how brilliant of a human he is. That he was a cause. It. Uh, it was a no-brainer that this was just a house of cards and everybody else just blind to it, whether willingly or ignorantly. Listening to him speak 
I mean, he explains, you're a baseball fan, you know stats, right? You you bat 300, you're in the Hall of Fame in baseball. He's like, Madoff's returns would be equivalent to batting 950. Okay, having your average at 950. Now, as a baseball (laughs) fan, if somebody showed me, yeah, he's batting 950, I'd go, there's no way he's batting 950, right? Like, I, I know enough to know that. There's no way a baseball player is batting 950, right, for an average. He looked at the stat and said he cannot be generating these returns. And everybody was like, he's Bernie Madoff. He controls 10% of the all trades in the New York Stock Exchange. He's president of the NASDAQ. But he had the gumption to stand up and say, "Uh uh-uh, this is a fraud. This is a Ponzi scheme. And he was right. And unfortunately, the SEC didn't listen. For a long time, and people got hurt. People got wiped out. So lesson learned, but he's going to be speaking right after lunch at the Pitbull Conference, and we're going we're gonna to roll him out. I'm super excited about it, as you can tell. That will be great. Uh, the food's always great at the oh, Pitbull yeah. Conference, too. Sure. You, you travel around to enough conferences, and some, some conferences are a little dicey with the food, but food's always great as well. So. White glove service, I'm told. You know, we're not going to – it's <laughs> – we need our lamb chops, so uh, lobsters for everybody. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm new to the confidence business, but well, uh, it's going to be an amazing show. And our next one we already booked, we signed up for the Hard Rock in Atlantic City in June. So we're going northeast, bringing all the players in New Jersey, New York, down to AC. Summer months, beach, Hard Rock, great entertainment. So I'm super excited for that show. So uh, we got those two planned, and we're working on... Uh, the last one this year will be in October in Austin, uh, Austin, Texas. So we'll wrap it up. You got to come. Will you be back for the June show? I I will be back for June. You're going to be yeah, there. I'll hit you up. You're going to be I there. Will. I need to. I will. I will. I will. Make note. I uh, That's another good thing that you touch on. So many conferences are static in where they're located. Y'all do a great job moving them around. So if you're, you know, yes, there's one in Florida and AC, but there's one in Austin. So keeping them moving geographically, I know, is helpful for folks. Really important because you attract different people from different regions. It may make sense for someone to go to a Texas one, but not a Florida one, which is okay. And and you really have to, our goal is going to be to ignite the interest in the local markets. So I said, you know, South Florida is always great. A lot of deals to be done. People like going to South Florida. There's no better place than New Jersey. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York. Nobody does a show around here. They don't do a meaningful show. So we're going to bring that there. And then I love Texas. So Austin, Texas is, uh, that's one of my favorite cities. My daughter goes to UT Austin. And I'm like, and I've been there so many times. I'm like, I got to do a show in that city. So we're excited for that. Hey, any uh, anything else top of mind as we wind down? You're you're the busiest man in private lending now between the law firm, NPLA, Pitbull. So I know you have just an abundance of time to kick around and chill. Yeah, no, I just you know we're we're watching the markets like everybody else. Um, you know, today is February first. I'll tell you, the last ten days in activity has ticked up dramatically for closings, uh, which was nice to see because it's been slower and definitely off. Um, something's happening in the market. I think there's consolidation going on, but I also think there's price acceptance going on and people are like, okay, this is going to be the pricing for some time to do loans and we're going to have to do deals together. You'll make a little less money, but you'll still make money. So that's what we're seeing in the marketplace. And, 
Uh, I think we're going to be okay. I don't have 2008 vibes going on right now. I don't have it. I have everybody I talk to, they're like waiting for us to get through what we're going through in order to get back to business. And that'll be halfway through this year. We'll start seeing change. Um, Most of the people are saying third and fourth quarter will be better than the first and second. And on average, it's going to be very similar to last year, but we'll pick up speed in the third and fourth. And that's okay. Yeah, a temporary speed bump, and we'll all forget about it by the tail end of this year and be guns blazing. So, look, John, I'm so happy that this is uh, bittersweet. I I hate it's my last episode, but I'm so happy that I got to spend it with you. Uh, And I, when I'm done jetting around for a couple months, I'm going to hit you up. And uh, you hit me up. We're going to, Dalton, I wish you nothing but the best. Enjoy the sabbatical. Clear your head and then get back to work. There we go. I love it. John Hornick, you're the man. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Dalton. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. Are you a real estate investor looking for the right lender that can finance all your deals and help you scale? Lima One Capital has the best suite of loan products in the industry, bar none. Whether that's fix and flips, fix and holds, building new construction, or buying rental properties, they have incredible financing solutions for it all. A reliable, common-sense lender is one of the most important parts of your investment team, and that's exactly what you get with Lima One. Let Lima One Capital show you how they've helped thousands of real estate investors scale and increase their wealth. Check out LimaOne.com or call 800-259-0595 to speak with a consultant in preparation for your next project. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate of Things podcast. Subscribe and tune in weekly for new content from the industry's best while we continue to unpack the nuances of this dynamic market. Follow us across social media for additional insights and analysis on the topics covered in each episode. And remember to rate, review, and share the show.